Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran, I don't know if you know this, but an old stuffy group of elitist British men have a century-old tradition of hunting giants. But now they're all dead, so who's taking care of the giants? They're going to overrun and kill us all. Well, they're still hunting and killing the giants, aren't they? No, they're all dead. No, but there's still giants around. Do they come... Well, that's what I'm saying. The thing about giants is apparently they just come that's, out of their graves whenever they saying. want. Now that there's no one there to kill the giants, now the giants oh, yeah. are going to resurrect and come and kill everybody. Good point. But if you didn't want to know that... That, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And it's also a plot hole. A very big plot hole. Now we're to believe that <laughs> giants are going to come and just kill us all. And no one has even thought of that. No one is even like, hmm, what should we do? Anything about this giant problem? No. They haven't even thought of it. No, they did not. Now, you dear listeners already know this, but this is our episode of Actual Spoilers where we're revisiting Hellboy, or more so we're revisiting what we thought would happen in Hellboy and seeing how close we got to the actual movie. That's right. We revisited our predictions and saw the movie and we're going to compare how we went. And I know one of us already (laughs) did a lot better than the other one. Oh, I wonder who. But that might have just been because one of us also came up with our plot right before we hit record. So, (laughs) Well, you know. I mean, you chose to do that, but who are we talking about? I don't know. I could tell listening back to our show as well that this Mm. is back when I was working really long hours Mm. and had very little time for anything else. I couldn't shut up in that podcast. Neither could I. My word. I want to take whatever we were on in that podcast because we were like super hyperactive. I don't know what happened though. We were just like really upbeat and like... What I think happened was it had been a long day. Mm. It was late in the evening. We both had terrible days. I remember that. Yeah, and we had a few drinks, I think, before the podcast. not, not that many. I think we had a drink. Yeah, I think we had one or two um, at the most. And I remember being thinking about this movie. Huh, whatever. Who cares? Let's just go straight into it. Yeah, throwing out any old idea. Exactly. Now, if you're a first-time listener, you're going to be completely baffled after this really bizarre introduction. Yeah. But typically what we do on this show is we look at an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster that hasn't come out yet, and we try and predict as much of the plot as humanly possible just based on the marketing material. So the trailer, the post, or anything like that. Director's interviews. That's right. That's right any photos or stills one thing we should note especially about this movie is we try not to look at too much of the comic or yeah. if it's based on we a try book not or to do like any research into the actual characters or setting because that's or... not fun you know yeah so one thing i know i actively avoided was i didn't re-watch the two previous hellboy movies in the lead up to our plot prediction me neither and i didn't read anything about the plots of the comics either and it which, tells yeah, <laughs> it shows it certainly shows because hellboy 2019 is very much largely based on comic book plot lines and there's a whole bunch of references that just went completely over our heads because we're not fans of the Hellboy comic yeah, series. Yeah, so if you're a fan of the Hellboy, we're sorry. We're, we went into this not as fans and without that prior knowledge, but it's also important to know that a lot of these movies, they steer so far away from yeah, their source material. It's only material. very loosely based on the source material. That it's it's like, actually adapting a couple of comics. I believe they're adapting three different series or even more. That does not surprise me at all. In this movie, and I personally think yeah. that that was a mistake. Now, I just want to point out straight away, like we do in all of our revisited episodes, this is not a review no. of the movie Hellboy. We're not really going to dive into what our thoughts and feelings are about the movie. I mean, we're we, going to try. We might a little bit. We might be forced. Our hand will be forced. Yep. Like the right hand of doom that Hellboy has, our hand will be forced into expressing our feelings about what is, happened in the movie. Is his hand called the right hand of doom? Yeah, it is. Really? Like mm-hmm. for serious? Yep. 
That's the comic book name. There, I don't think they ever said it in the movie. So I don't think they ever said it in any of the movies, no. Mm, I'm not sure. I no. couldn't back that up no. 100%. No. So what we do in our revisited episodes typically is we go back over what each other predicted. So I'm going to look at what Matty D predicted. He's going to look at what I predicted. And we're going to give each other points based on how close we were. So if we got something dead on and we didn't see it in a trailer, it was just plucked out of pure air and just happened to happen in the movie, you get two points. Now, if it's something that we had prior knowledge about, so if we've correctly identified it and it's context in the movie, but we'd seen it already in a trailer or read about it, it's only one point. And if it's something that we haven't got 100% correct or even really 50% correct, a little detail that we're on the right track with, but not entirely there, it's only worth half a point. Yeah. So like if Hellboy had a cat, but he actually had a dog, but it turns out he didn't have an either. <laughs> he didn't Apparently. have any kind of pets. <laughs> not even a salamander. Damn. Missed opportunity. Yes. And there's plenty of those in this movie. <laughs> yes. Should yes. we get straight into it? Well, yeah, let's let's do it. I believe you're going first. You're going to give me an I assessment am. of my plot. I am. Um, so let me go into what Kieran said in his prediction. And I just want to start off by saying I remember doing the show with Kieran and he said he wasn't too confident. In fact, I've got a direct quote. Are you ready for oh, this? Oh, really? Yeah. What yep. did I say? Yeah. You said, going into this, I wasn't confident at all. But now that I think about it, I think this movie will happen exactly as I predicted. Wow. <laughs> If only that were the case. By that quote there. Oh, by the way, if you haven't heard our previous Hellboy episode, I strongly suggest that you do because we don't really have the time to go over every little thing that we said. You can laugh at us as well. Yes. Some of the ridiculous things that we came up with. I think it's just better with that context. So, yeah. Yeah, In saying that, though. Yes. So, here's what what, did I say? Here's what you said. So, first of all, you said the movie reminded you of Suicide Squad and it had a Suicide Squad edge. I mean, that's kind of subjective, but I kind of agree with you. I think it kind of is. And you also said. Oh, well. I kind of thought it was a bit better than Suicide Squad, <laughs> having seen both movies now. Yeah, but I guess it oh, had, you disagree. It had okay. that kind of you know vibe to it. It was a bit more um, violent and adult. Oh my than god, it was Suicide so violent! Squad it was. was so violent this movie. But we knew this going in. We knew it was yeah. going to be. Yeah, we knew it was going to be gritty gonna go and R rated. Yeah, but it almost you got desensitized to it after a while. Yeah, especially like, eh, when whatever. it was associated with really fake looking CGI. It effects. was all CG. So you said there would be more focus on gags. I mean. There were, but I don't think it was overly done. I don't know what they were going for, but... The tone was really all over the place. They didn't (laughs) know... Not a review, not a review. Yeah, they didn't really know if they wanted to be dead serious or completely funny. So I guess that was kind of half right on my behalf. Look, I want (laughs) to... I want to say that I appreciate their ambition. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think that, you know, so if it t- sounds like I'm ripping it apart, Sorry. I appreciate the yeah. ambition. Yeah. So, and well, we don't really know what the tone of the comic is like either. It yeah. might be all over the place in the comic as well. Mm, yeah, that's But it. I'm sure it's done <laughs> Probably better. Not. <laughs> Probably not. Now, we kept calling this character Nimu. What's it's, What's her actual Nimue. name? My yeah. God, we're idiots. How embarrassing. Nimue, But right? here's the thing. In Nimue, not looking up... Nimue. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Thank you. In not looking up anything about the character, whether it's the character from the Hellboy series or the actual mythological character. Mm. We just tried to avoid all that completely just so we weren't influenced by, yeah, it, by it at all. Exactly. So Nimue, you said the movie's <laughs> going to start... Just Nimue, not Nimue. Nimue, <laughs> Nimue is, his, yeah. is her name. So you said this movie would start with a cold open, classic. Um, yeah. It did not. But you did say that Nimue would start the movie getting released from the normal world. And I kind of think that's kind of on the right track. Yeah, I just thought she'd pop up in present day. The movie sort of builds to her being brought into present day. Yeah, that's right. So I gave you half a point because you were kind of on the right track. That's very generous of you. I'm very generous to you in this entire prediction. Thank you. I kind of need it. (laughs) Yeah. So Nimue, you said Nimue would have a Thor from Ragnarok-like dynamic. Mm. Um, And then towards the end of the movie, I would say that that was correct, especially with the big build-up of her being sort of overpowered. Oh, I 
I said she was like Kate Blanchett's yeah. character from Thor. That's Ragnarok. right. That's oh, okay. right. And I can see the parallels there. So I interestingly you- enough, when the Nazis brought Hellboy to Earth, when they summon him mm. back in that flashback, that whole summoning is actually called Project Ragnarok. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So well, there there's you go. a little tie-in. So I gave you one point for that because I couldn't give. Yeah, you I was two. right in a roundabout way. Yeah. And then you also said Nimue is going to release monsters, which is exactly what happened. Didn't uh, happen the way you said it would happen, yeah. but she does I mean, release she- monsters. But there are monsters being released regardless of whether she's around or not. Mm, but she's leading all the monsters or attracting all the monsters. I mean, they're coming out from the ground. Yeah, and that's right. Everyone. So I gave you two points because that wasn't in the trailer. And I felt oh. like being nice to you. Okay, thank you. You said that the good guys would be fighting with them. And you also mentioned- The monsters. The monsters, yeah. that's right. The good guys would be fighting the monsters and that would be the whole plot of the movie. So, you know, that's true. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we saw I it in the trailer, obvious. but that's pretty obvious, but it's true. And you also said that our buddy Ben turns into a panther. You yeah. mentioned that he ben had that- Ben You mentioned that he has that superpower. Now, I mean, we it's don't- It's a jaguar, by the way. Yeah. Right. So, I wasn't entirely correct I gave correct you there. a point because it was in the trailer. Yeah. Well, it wasn't in the trailer. This was in the Wikipedia. Oh, description. Was well, I gave you a point anyway because yeah. we kind of knew about it going in. And also, I was, and you remember this, right? I was really excited. As soon as he came on screen, I was like, oh, here we go. Jaguar time. I'm yeah. so ready for this. And it, sorry to spoil this, people, but it took the whole movie for him to turn into a Jaguar. And for I, three seconds. And I talked to Kieran's girlfriend for a second. I turned back and he had turned into a Jaguar and turned back. And I missed it. And I was so upset because it was the one thing I was looking forward to. Yeah. And I missed it. It really was a wasted opportunity. Oh. In that movie, yeah, really pointless to be honest. Anyway, that upset me a lot. Again, anyway. I don't know if it's like that in the comic. Is it very brief in the comic? Who knows? But maybe it was a money it was thing. wasted. So you said uh, we'll be introduced to Hellboy sitting around in his apartment. I mean, we're not introduced to Hellboy. He's introduced before that, but yeah. in his apartment, yes, he was not quite in his wife fronts, no. but he was in a towel, so yeah. it's close enough. Um, he, I said he was eating junk food. You definitely got. But the he was tone eating of it. pizza. So I gave you two points of that because we did not see that in the trailer. Yeah. I also want to say something you got wrong mm. but just out of interest you said Brom was going to tell the backstory to Hellboy and the reason I say that As is in because like Hellboy's backstory yeah, he yeah. was going to explain the backstory mm. to Hellboy which doesn't happen Hellboy learns about it from in a fact, seer yeah in fact, it's almost the entire opposite of yeah. that because Hellboy's left in the dark by Broom. Yeah. Broom never right. told him his origin story, even though we, the audience, already no, knew it because which, it was in the other movies. Which is why I think what you said would make more sense. Yeah. Rather than him finding out about it from a seer and why like he was, was supposed to be surprised. But I guess this is a reboot, so they kind of have to yeah, re-explain stuff so. that they've and, already but done why before. Was he, why was he angry at Broom after that? I, I didn't understand why he mm. was angry after that and why yeah, there was a, a character conflict between yes. him and his surrogate. Father. Again, this didn't yeah. really add anything to the movie, no. so I don't know why there they did it all. Of that. Yeah. Um, you also said, speaking of, you said it was not going to be an origin story, so I gave you two points there yeah, it's because it's already established. We don't, we didn't know that. So well done, you were right there. <laughs> you talked about Osiris, and congratulations, you actually <laughs> got something right here. You said it's been a club that's been established for thousands of years, and it's kind of like an upper snooty gentleman's club, yeah. which you hit the nail on the head. It was all those things, so I yeah. gave you two points for that. Perfect. And one, I know you were very excited about. And watching the movie with you, I knew you were hanging out for this all movie, just like going, oh, is it going to be here? Is it going to be here? They did go to visit the Baba Yaga. Yes. Well done. I was so excited. And that's something they didn't even really hint that they were going to do. I mean, they hinted a little bit because there was a shot of the chicken house in the trailer. So all there was was some chicken legs in a house coming from a house walking around. And I completely missed it. And It's one of those things that you have to be looking for to see it because it's walking through the fog. 
and you can only just see the silhouette of it. That's right. That's so right. So if you didn't know anybody, you could just presume just, it it's was, a monster or something. And it was just a flash moment that yeah. just sort of panned over. It's and less than a second. There was no mention anywhere in the promotional material, no character reference there, but you called it. So two points uh, for you. And also you said there was going to be a scene where Hellboy climbs the house and there's a sort of comedic scene where he's hanging off the house, which does yeah. happen as well. Well, he doesn't climb and does it. He sort of falls out. No, but then initially he gets to the door. Oh yeah, you're right. And the, the house I mean, takes I'm right. Off. Yeah, you're right. I was watching out for that. Yeah. By the way, I really loved this scene. It was one of my favorite scenes oh, in, in the, the movie entire itself. movie. It felt like yeah. it felt like a different, better movie. It to did. Be honest. It did. It felt like they shot this scene first, yeah, and then everything else after this. But it was one of the few scenes with a creature or a person with mm. actual practical makeup, they, not including Hellboy, of course. And those practical effects looked good. The tension was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. So I'm glad it was in. Apparently, it. it's straight from a comic. Ah, you also said the headquarters is in a corner store, which it is it's an efficient chip store yeah. through a point your way oh, thanks. and you said the gag about the ID check I mean she didn't pull her gun out but she does no. have a shotgun that she used later so you and I were both kind of on the right track now you said Nemway takes over the BPRD yeah you also said she takes Broom hostage while they're fighting you said trolls yeah <laughs> while they're fighting trolls while Hellboy's fighting they're trolls giants anyway. in the actual movie so I gave you half a point because Hellboy does go to fight giants and technically Nemway goes into the department and, and completely rips it apart and takes yep. Broom hostage. I don't think it happened quite the way you envisioned, envisioned no, it. Like it did she, happen. But she yeah. takes over the whole institution, but she does go in and she does take over. So the you're, whole bureau. You're, you're half right. And they walk in and it's all destroyed and whatever. And you also said they go on and they fight. And you said Hellboy and Nimue have a big final fight where he transforms into his final form, which you and I were both so yes. excited about. When he passed up the sword opportunity, we were just like, no, we yeah, want to see we were so flaming crowd With the huge horn. So the, when he came crown. out with that flaming crown and that flaming sword, I was like, yes. Now that wasn't disappointing. No, that it was, was definitely not. Worth it. And he does defeat Nimue in this final form. So yep. two points to you there. And you also said right at the end, he'll say a sassy line and that'll be the end of the movie. He says something like, that's not a way to get ahead. I preferred your line of, yeah. what did you say? I you said, said something like, bitch got real ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this bitch got ugly. And I think I said, well, that was hell, boy. Yeah. Either one would have been mm. nice. <laughs> Come on. I'm giving you extra points here. Back <laughs> okay. me oh, up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was genius. So here you go. You got a resounding score. You ready for it? Of yep. drum roll. 18 and a half points. Wow. That's actually way better than I thought I was going to get. Congratulations. Oh, Participation well, is key. Oh, wow. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the worst score I've gotten so far. <laughs> I think it is. I shouldn't be too you, proud. You but usually hit in the... In I thought the, I was going to get five, to be honest. Like five points total. Yeah. I, you know, you mentioned things that appear in the movie, so you gotta, yeah. i got to throw you a bone there. But I remember you weren't too confident with this and you kind of came up with it on the fly. So a lot of the things you said in here is kind of funny that it did make its way in the movie. But I wouldn't say it's your best prediction. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so and I, think I tell you what, folks. A D plus, maybe. You've, you've heard my other predictions. The worst is yet to come. <laughs> This isn't the worst, and it's definitely not the best. All right, so tell me how I did, because I'm I'm feeling really oh, yeah. good. I'm uh, watching that movie, I was like really happy. I was extremely impressed. First of all, with your plot prediction back when mm. we did it on the initial podcast. Oh, can I and just I was say even more impressed watching the movie itself? Yes. What do you want to say? I want to I want to say really quick that the actor who plays the Jaguar Jin is the character's name in Lost. I couldn't think of it oh, at the initial in the episode. Old podcast. I wouldn't okay. forgive myself if I didn't say that. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. You had a little correction there did, for yeah. yourself. Oh well, we can all sleep peacefully now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so 
what Matty D predicted. Now, he got points straight off the bat because the first thing he said that the movie will start with narration by Ian McShane and the crux of what he's talking about is about evil and how you can never get rid of evil. When that movie started like that, I stood up like the yeah, he head, cheered like, already. like Rocky climbing the stairs. In Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that's almost identical to what happens in the movie. I mean, you didn't get the context exactly right of what was happening, no. but it was close enough and almost exact enough for me to give you two points. Yay. Now, you said that would be interesting introduced to Hellboy, we see him for the first time drunk at a bar, smoking in a bar, kind of like Max Payne, I suppose. But that's not quite how we first see him. How did we not pick it was going to be a Mexican wrestling match? He was like at a luchador match instead, but he does go to a bar afterwards and get drunk. So technically that does happen. And he said he was friends with the barman. He's not friends with the barman. So I gave you a point and a half. Did I say he was friends with the barman? Yeah, you did. It's an interesting detail. So I think how you envisioned it was that he's a regular at this bar and he's a bar fly and that's all he does with his time. He's just an alcoholic. Again, I think you were just playing Max Payne and got inspired. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I gave you a point and a half for that because you were kind of on the right track. He isn't an alcoholic, but he does go and get drunk because his poor friend, the luchador. (laughs) The vampire. Yeah, the vampire luchador is killed by him at the start of the movie. So yeah, I guess he's got to wash away his sorrows. Uh, You said that outside the bar that Hellboy would get into a fight with some rabble rousers who are apparently also bank robbers. Nope. They were bank robbers, weren't they? Yeah, and you said that this would introduce the concept that everyone finds Hellboy really repulsive and scary to look at, and this creates several conflicts for Hellboy. Now, first of all, he doesn't get into a fight with rabble rousers outside a bar, and second of all, no one really seems to be bothered by the way he looks. I mean, there's a moment that we saw in the trailer where a policeman accidentally shoots at him, thinking that he's a demon. For comedic effect. But Yeah, for comedic effect, but every other person doesn't seem to have an issue with the way that Hellboy looks. But he keeps saying that this is a big issue and this is a big reason why he's so conflicted yeah. but other than assuming people might be mean to him where are the people that are mean to him or or even like acting scared yeah to him there's, there's none of it it's just normal yeah i guess so again this might be something that's in the comics maybe no one really reacts to him or maybe it's explored better in the comics but yeah in the movie what you were going for doesn't happen at all so no real points there now, you said that the fight with the rabble-rousers slash bank robbers is interrupted by the lobster, who is a lousy vigilante, or a vigilante who's not very good at Didn't his I job. Didn't I get this wrong? Yeah, so that doesn't really happen like that. So, the lobster himself is a Nazi fighter back in World War II, who we only ever really see in a flashback, and as a ghost at the end of the movie, which I guess was as kind of Easter a gag. Egg? Yeah, an Easter egg or a gag. But yeah, I couldn't give you any points for that assessment. And he didn't have a pincer, which I actually looked yeah. into it afterwards, and you I said realized- specifically, the lobster has a claw or a a pincer for a hand I, for he doesn't I couldn't give you a point even though he does have the shape of a pincer that he uses to burn into people's foreheads yeah. that doesn't quite count I don't know why I lo- I was like he has to have a pincer right and I like I looked it up and realized that never was the case so I was like mm. guess you just imagine the lobster to have like a claw right yeah you just imagine it that mm. way but yeah, yeah that shows right. that shows the little research I do into yes. the comic uh, it just shows that we didn't cheat at least now, I added him in there yeah mm, that's true I really did the bare minimum research for this one anyway moving Moving on. Next, you said that after the rabble rousers were defeated, that the lobster wants to team up with Hellboy because Hellboy shows off his skills and the lobster's like, wow, with the two of us teamed together, we could be an unstoppable force. But Hellboy insists that he works alone. He's a loner and declines the lobster's offer. Now, of course, this doesn't happen at all. In fact, Hellboy's a huge fan of the lobster in the movie for some reason. Yeah, it's like the opposite. Yeah. Mm. What are the chances of that? 
pretty high, given the fact that it's based on a comic book character. Anyway, you said that the lobster mentions Lady Harrington. By the way, her name's not Lady Harrington, it's Lady Hatton. Yeah. But Hellboy doesn't know who that is. Now, Hellboy doesn't know Lady Hatton at this point, but that doesn't qualify enough to give any points. <laughs> Why? Since the context is all wrong. Now, interestingly enough, the lobster did used to work with Lady Hatton. If you remember in the flashback to World War Two, Did she? Yeah. Lady Hatton is there with Lord Adam. She was and, the seer, right? Yeah, Trevor Bruttenholm. Right. And so, yeah, the lobster turns up to help them fight. So, they did work together and they are from the Osiris Club, but... It's but, a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's very much a stretch. That's okay. I don't deserve points for that. Now, you said that Hellboy would return to his apartment where he has a small pet. That's not really no true at all. small pet. And he doesn't even return to his apartment. He doesn't really seem to have a house. He just lives in a series of compounds underground. There is a point where he I goes like to that's an, apartment. an apartment. Yeah, I guess so. But he doesn't go to his apartment at this point. Is basically right. my point. So I can't give you the points that you're you seem after. to be <laughs> taking away points from me. Oh, I'm, I think I'm pretty generous later on. <laughs> You thought that Trevor Broom would arrive at Hellboy's apartment and wants him to join the BPRD and that they've been estranged for years. Now, that's not really the case at all because Hellboy is already working for the BPRD and has been his entire life. And he and Ian McShane's character, Bruttenholm Broom, have never been estranged. So, no points there either. Now, you said that Trevor Broom will be the father figure to Hellboy, but he's not your typical father figure. I'm not entirely sure what that's supposed to mean, but I get what you're saying. Mm. So, I gave you a point for that because that's... It's already obvious because yeah. we've seen that in the other movies yeah. and they sort of explain this in the trailer and on we the read Wikipedia it page. and yeah. I read it on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, you said that at this point we get some backstory on their relationship, including how Hellboy was rescued by Broom from Nazis. I forgot all of this I've said. Well, it's been like... Yeah. 10 months Ten since months. we recorded this show. But anyway, I gave you half a point because, as we mentioned before, Hellboy is kept in the dark concerning his origins. But we do learn all this backstory eventually. So we are told this in scenes and we're shown this in flashbacks. So There's a lot of flashbacks in this yes, movie. I think 90% there's, of the movie is flashbacks. There's like four. Yeah, or more. I think there might be more. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, all this information that you predicted we'd get at this point, we do get throughout the film. So half a point because you're on the right track. Thank you. Now, you also thought that Broom gave Hellboy his Lego arm. I know. Wasn't I wrong? Yeah, that doesn't happen at all. Doesn't in fact, even... in the movie and in the comic, Hellboy has the Lego arm or the right hand of doom from when he was a baby onwards. And apparently, I did a little research mm. earlier today, he was given the right hand of doom at birth by some sort of mystical figure. Really? But he received it before he was summoned to Earth. Oh, okay. Because I always thought it was something Because he was a child. After. He was a child when he was summoned to Earth, but when he was a baby, that's when he received the big arm. Okay. I always thought the big arm came like later. Mm, I guess you could presume that, but yeah, no points there. Another thing you said was that Hellboy would be resentful of Broom because Broom turned him into a weapon or forced him to become a weapon rather than letting him live a normal life. Now, I actually gave you a point for that because that is the case. It's mentioned in the trailer, Yeah, it's mentioned in the trailer and it's pretty obvious, again, from the other movies and knowing the context of that, that that's the case. Now, you said that Broom tells Hellboy that they need his help due to the fact that there's a lot of supernatural occurrences happening around the globe, but Hellboy refuses to help out. Now, I gave you half a point because at this point in the movie, Broom actually tells Hellboy that he's got to go to London to help out the Osiris Club because there are giants running around. We said trolls. Yeah. I said trolls. Yeah, we said trolls, but yeah, we've mentioned that already. So yeah, that's only worth half a point because yeah, you're on the right track. That kind of happens, but Hellboy, since he is already established as working for the BPRD, he doesn't really have an option to refuse. And this is basically his full-time job, going around hunting monsters and creatures and anything supernatural. Now, you thought as well, because Hellboy turns them down, 
that he'll be tasered and kidnapped by Ben and Alice, who take him to the BPRD. Now, I actually gave you half a point, even though that wasn't really correct at all. That does happen, Because Hellboy is tasered. He's not tasered by Ben and Alice, but he is tasered at one point in the movie, causing him to pass out. And then he's collected by Ben and Alice and taken back to the BPRD. (laughs) So I figured that was close enough. That was enough of a stretch that it deserves half a point. Yeah, that does happen. That's crazy. Yeah. In a roundabout way. Yeah, the BPRD actually burst into Alice's apartment, if you remember later on. That's right. And Or is it Hellboy's apartment? I don't know whose apartment it was, but yeah, they burst in. We weren't listening in that part of the movie. No. There was a lot we missed. Because we were trying to work out what was actually going on in the movie. I think we you went really into the confused. other room for some for something during that whole scene, and you yeah. were just like, "What did I miss?" And then I was like, "I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening." And like, what's going on? Yeah, but yeah. The BPRD burst into Alice's apartment to reclaim Hellboy for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Sorry, folks. It was a very confusing movie for us. Now you said that the BPRD is a secret organization similar to the Kingsmen or the Hitman Network from John Wick, and I gave you a point because that's entirely true, but. We knew that already. Have you seen The Kingsman yet? Not yet, but we're doing the sequel soon, so I'll watch (laughs) it for research then. You're going to love it. Next, you said that Hellboy will meet Ben Daimio for the first time, and they have a bad relationship. That's true, that happens. I gave you a point for that, but that's pretty obvious, again, if you watch the trailer that they meet for the first time in this movie. And next, interestingly enough, next thing you said that Alice Monaghan and Hellboy have a good relationship. Mm. Quote, they actually have the best relationship in the movie. They do. You would consider their relationship the best relationship in the movie? I'd say that the relationship, as dodgy as it was between Broom and Hellboy, was a better relationship. I think you're thinking about the performances in that relationship. What I was saying was that... We didn't initially understand why Hellboy trusted her, but then, of course, later on they show a flashback that he was the one to help her get her back when she was kidnapped by fairies. And replaced by a pig man. Yeah, and replaced by yeah a pig man that we haven't even mentioned because they didn't mention in any of the trailers or marketing material. We did not know he was going to be there, and he's such a big part of the plot. Yes. But at the time... Like at the start, I really didn't like this character, but over the course the of the character. movie, what was the character's name? It was started with a G. I don't know, Pigman. I think it's just easy to call him Pigman. It's Grugetch, I think. Right. Yeah, at the start of the movie, I found him really annoying. And then over the course of the movie, he slowly became my favourite thing about it. (laughs) Like, he really won me over. He was a changeling. He took the Mm. place of Alice after she'd been kidnapped by doxies or fairies. And then Hellboy revealed him by putting iron on him and making him transform and then eventually convinced him to get the fairies to bring Alice back. And I know why they didn't include any of this in the trailer or any of the marketing material. Because oh, why? it looks dodgy. <laughs> Anytime he's walking around and speaking, it just looks strange and weird. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, again, he's an important character from the comics. And he basically had the same role in the comics. It was almost identical to how we saw it in the movie, but I think further fleshed out. Yeah. So if we knew the comics or had done more research, we'd know that. But well, again, that's not the point of the show. He wasn't credited, which was really weird because he was almost like a secondary antagonist. And he wasn't even mentioned, like nothing. So I gave you a point for your assessment on Alice and Hellboy's relationship. Thank you. Because, again... This is something we saw in the trailer. They are friendly with each other. I think it's pretty obvious that they get along. You said they wouldn't get along. Yeah. Um, (laughs) In retrospect, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) But I certainly don't think that they have the best relationship in the movie. Well, I think it's supposed to be meant to be the best relationship in the movie. Whether that was executed well is something else. Exactly. Moving on. You said next that monsters are appearing and waging war on the normal world. I gave you a point for that, but that's the whole deal behind Hellboy. So that's fairly obvious. I forgot to give you a point for the whole, you described the the monsters coming out as, um, what was that movie you described it as? 
oh, I said at the end of the movie would be like the end of Life Force. Yeah, that's right. Do I deserve a point for that? I reckon so. Okay, at a bonus point. We oh, had 19. I bumped up to 19. <laughs> wow. Doesn't really help me that much. Anyway, yeah, I gave you a point for your assessment on the monsters, but this is something we should know by this point. It's the whole deal with Hellboy. He goes out and hunts monsters for the BPRD. But I don't think the monsters were ever really specific to Nimue's return. This is just something that always happens, but Nimue is just, I guess, the I worst, thought, the cataclysm event. I thought it was connected. No, no. So the vampires in Mexico had nothing to do with Nimue or her magic. Yeah, but they're all coming. Nor the Doxies or the Changelings so or anything like that. What's the point? then oh she just wants to come back and rule the world okay but they all they all flock to her because there's that scene where they're all like around the rest of the monsters aren't really related so the giants existed before nimue ever existed and after she existed so you can't really say they're coming because of her okay but you still got a point so don't be too sad about it i guess it wasn't clear hey no I guess not. Now, a plot point that you seem to go back to time and time again in your plot predictions is you said that Hellboy would go to an ancient site and poke around and see some runes. It's a big point in my plots that that'll always happen. You said the same thing about, what was the bad guy from Shazam? Oh, the guy with the eye. I can't remember his name. We only watched it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I can't even remember. What was his name? Dr. Everson? No, that's a Star Wars character. It was, I can't remember. He had some like evil McEvil name. Evil McBaddy. Yeah, forgettable. Mr. Forgettable. Anyway, yeah, you said that he would do exactly the same thing in your Shazam plot yep. prediction, so I thought it was amusing that you went back to it for your Hellboy plot Go prediction. Go back to that well. Now, mind you, this doesn't happen at all in the movie, so you don't get any points for that. I mean, they go to our King Arthur's site. Yeah, but you mentioned that later in the plot already, so it doesn't count. Okay. One thing that you said that definitely amused me was that you thought that the movie will mainly be Hellboy going places and meeting people. I actually gave you two points for that, because <laughs> that is That's basically the, the entire movie. Every yep. scene is just, oh, here's a new person that we're introducing who's from the comic oh next scene we're going somewhere else and meeting somebody else from the comic yeah so that's where and you just points. some of these characters you never see again yeah it's like here's no this, real point here's this important character and then nothing yeah see you later they're either killed off or they just don't matter they to just the plot disappear at all. now you thought as well that while hellboy was investigating i guess the ancient site with the runes or whatever wherever mm. he's poking around that he'll be attacked by monsters and nimue i actually gave you half a point because it was around this point in the movie that hellboy fought the giants Mm-hmm. And he does, at this point as well, run into Nimue. He sort of has a vision of Nimue, if I'm That's not right. mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah, half and a point because he becomes you're on the right track. infatuated with her? Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a second. But first of all, you said that Nimue is orchestrating all of the recent paranormal activities. You were still confused about this until a, a couple of minutes ago, but that's not true. They were occurring even when she wasn't around. Okay. As you just mentioned then, you thought that Nimue is attracted to Hellboy or she would be attracted to Hellboy, not in a former relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend kind of way. That was, I like remember I thought. You said that was a big prediction in your plot, yeah. the fact that they had a former relationship yeah, which I didn't mention that wasn't the case at all no and, but you also thought that she would try and convince him to join her in evil but Hellboy turns her down I gave you two points for that because that's almost exactly what happens there's almost this instant attraction between the two she wants him to be like her king basically and they rule together side by side as demon and witch I guess <laughs> yeah and then Hellboy for some reason just has this weird alliance with Nimue because he's like oh she's a freak like me so you know what makes what's the difference between her and me and she doesn't seem too bad she hasn't done anything bad yet which again makes no sense yeah it didn't really make sense and i don't know why they even went there at all in the movie you know why he has a soft spot for her because she's banging that's why oh i guess so she's easy on the eyes i guess that was the point they were going for he's he's totally fine killing
feeling Baba Yaga taking her eye out, but yeah. as soon as a pretty witch comes on, oh, all changed. Well, there you go. I guess I didn't see it that way. He's been alone for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> now, another thing you thought was that Nimue and Hellboy would fight, but Nimue handily mops the floor with Hellboy. Now, I gave you a point for that because that does actually happen. It happens later, though. But it happens at the end of the movie. Mm. He needs to get his sword of fire first. Yeah, that's right. This is where your plot got a little bit confusing because you started mentioning characters and places and people <laughs> and it went back and forth and you're like, they go here, no, oh wait, no, they don't, they go here and there. Yeah, and my, this my plot was a mess. But yeah, you thought that Hellboy would go and see the witch. You called her Granelda and then you called her Gandela. Now this character did exist, but I was yeah. completely wrong about her. The character in the actual movie is called Ganada, I believe. Okay. I'm probably saying that wrong, but they only said her name, I think, twice in the whole movie. Yeah, she turns out to be very unimportant. Apparently Absolutely. you can mention her in the IMDB page, but not the pig character. No. Or maybe so, they didn't, you just didn't realise that. That's very helpful. Now you said that she would be the Baba Yaga equivalent yeah. for my plot. Right, so yeah. you thought she'd be the twisted deform, which which we kind of saw in the actual mm. movie. So I gave you half a point because at this point in the movie, he goes and sees Baba Yaga, not by his own choice. He punches a button in an elevator and ends up at her chicken house for some reason. Because he goes under the, gr- like he's underground. It's and magic. It's da- it- Don't question it. But then he falls through the floor. He falls through the no, roof. He falls through the roof when he returns. But Again, he's magic. Lower. He's on the lower floor. Anyway. I think it's just teleportation. A- anyway. Okay, anyway. So- the character that you were referring to by name, Ganada or whatever her name was, mm. is in the movie. Now, you said that Ganada would rescue Nimue from humans as a child. Yeah, that's right. That was their backstory that yeah. I invented. But that's kind of the opposite of what's actually true because Ganada was a witch who worked with Nimue, but she betrayed Nimue to King Arthur and the other humans. So it was actually Ganada who caused Nimue to be defeated in the first place. Yeah, it was. I was kind of much like my lobster prediction, completely the Opposite wrong way around. Yeah, yeah, which is but actually kind of, kind of crazy. It's to think weird about it. how close I was, but it was just the other way around. Yeah, I'm guessing she's a more important character to Nimue in the comic because Probably. there was no real reason to include her at all in the movie. There wasn't any. You could have had the movie without her. Yeah, you could have completely cut that character out, and it wouldn't have made an impact at all. Now, another thing that I thought was kind of amusing listening back to it, you thought that Nimue would broadcast warning videos all over London, kind of like Brixton Law and Hobson Shaw. Exactly like Brixton Law. But we didn't know anything about that movie at that point, so there's no way that you could have drawn it from that, but it's just quite a coincidence. Mm. But you thought that she was going to do broadcasts on the TV and the big screens all over London. Why would that- a sorceress? And you called me out about yeah. this at the time, like, and I was like, no, she will. You said, oh, she's going to broadcast to everybody. I'm like, oh, I see. They're going to close their eyes, and she's going to appear in front of them by magic. And you're like, no, she's going to get in front of a camera. <laughs> And film a broadcast, which will be broadcast all over the world. But yeah, she's... Classic TV trope of the, you know... You said that she was going to tell everyone, you've got, you know, like 10 days until I take over the world. Great, thanks for telling us. But no, that doesn't happen at all. Wasted opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure the movie would have been better for it if there was... (laughs) This broadcast has been interrupted by a witch. She turns up like Cell announcing the Cell games. (laughs) Some call her Nimu, has announced that we only have 10 days... Yeah, I'm saying Nimue. Yeah, well, if they saw it written down, they might get it wrong as well. So next you thought that Hellboy and the gang would return to the BPRD headquarters, where we see the gag with the fish and chip shop owner asking Hellboy for ID. I only gave you a point for that because that was a big major point in the trailer. Yep, fair I guess enough. it was one of the only comedy scenes that they could actually use in the trailer. 
But it does happen. That whole scene did actually happen around this point in the movie. So that's oh, apparently wow. like the London headquarters for the BPRD, which I guess Hellboy's never been to in his entire time working with them. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? That he's never been there, which yeah. is why I assumed that he hasn't been I guess a part he just of- spent most of his time in Colorado. I guess so. Another thing you said was that the government becomes involved with the BPRD and that they would offer Hellboy his freedom in exchange for his help defeating Nimue. This doesn't, doesn't happen. happen at all. He has his freedom already. Yeah, well, kind of. He's sort of yeah. like indentured servitude to the BPRD because he can't do anything else. You then said that we learn about Alice's backstory, Alice Monaghan's backstory, that is, including being kidnapped by fairies, learning magic and all that. And I gave you a point for that because we do learn about that through flashback a little bit earlier in the movie, almost bizarrely so. They sort of show this after she's introduced and after the pig man's introduced. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that was worth a point. So you said that Alice would tell Hellboy that they need to see the seer Lady Hatton at the Osiris Club, but they can't get in because they're not members. I gave you half a point because in the movie, Hellboy is told, not by Alice, but he is told by Broom that he needs to go see the seer Hatton at the Osiris Club. So yeah, only half a point. And this is where I get lobster in, right? Yes, you said that the lobster is a member of the Osiris Club, which technically he was, (laughs) and he can grant them access. So I gave you half a point because technically you're correct. (laughs) That is such a stretch. But... Not quite that is in so the way. so generous of you right yes. now. Yes. See, I told you I was going to be generous. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to this. To it this was all on a technicality. Here. My Osiris Club. Yes. You said the Osiris Club would be a seedy nightclub and you were so adamant about it. You're like, I don't agree with you that it's going to be an aristocratic gentleman's <laughs> club. <laughs> How it's wrong It's going to be a seedy nightclub. Yeah, it's not true at all. I was 100% correct there. I think I should just rub that in <laughs> since it's one of the only things I got correct. <laughs> I am so adamant with seedy nightclubs being yeah, in the movies. That's another I thing you're just obsessed I just love to be like, where can they go? Seedy nightclub. Yeah, this isn't the last time you'll have predict but a seedy nightclub. Did you remember? No, no way. But do you remember when Hellboy goes, oh, Osiris, I went to a nightclub named that once. Yeah, he you're gives, right. He gives a line out like that and that made me chuckle because yes. I was like, <laughs> even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs> anyway, so you said, and this was interesting, you said that they meet Lord Adam at the Osiris Club and he's a jerk and Hellboy doesn't like him. I yep. gave you two points because- <laughs> Lord Adam is a jerk, yep. and Hellboy doesn't like him. Yeah, except he's dead before this time. Yes, absolutely. He's killed by the giants earlier in the movie. You predicted that Lady Hatton would tell Hellboy that Nimue can only be defeated with an ancient artifact, which happens to be Excalibur. She kind of does. Sort of, yeah. She does mention this when she's coming out of Alice's mouth. Yeah, for what a weird reason. effect. You know what? I, I like it in hindsight. Yeah. It's an effect it's, I like in hindsight. Unique. But yeah, I gave you a point and a half because you're on the right track but weren't quite there. So it wasn't obvious that this was going to happen, but you weren't 100% on the money. What did she tell Hellboy anyway? What was her thing? Oh, she basically said- If you touch a Scalibur, you're going to bring yeah, the end of the world? Yeah. You're the rightful heir who can grab right. Excalibur. And, but if you do that, you'll bring about the apocalypse. And I'm pretty sure she mentioned Nimue as well. If not, you still get points. <laughs> now, you said that Hellboy and the gang would go on an adventure searching for Excalibur, which starts off with them fighting trolls in the countryside while searching for it. He did fight the trolls slash giants. I got it in the, in the wrong trailer. Order. Yeah, and it happened way earlier in the movie, so only half a point there. And then you said that they'd come across Merlin, who is the gatekeeper of Excalibur, and they find him in a cave. Now, technically, they find Merlin's grave in a cave. They rip the top off the coffin. and Look who's being very picky, considering he didn't 
have a Scalibur or yes. any of this in his yeah. plot. Well, you get a point because they do find Merlin in a cave. They do. His grave, they rip it off and it comes back to life for some, <laughs> some reason. reason. I guess because he's got a higher purpose. But yeah, he does offer Hellboy Excalibur through magic. Yeah. It isn't physically there in the cave, but yeah, he offers it to him via magic, but Hellboy doesn't take it, so which he causes can- Merlin to crumble and go back to being dead. Yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. permanently this time. Yeah. I didn't really understand that. I guess it's from the comic. We really wanted his right hand to pick up the sword as well. Yes. Yeah, well, that doesn't really happen. But yeah, anyway, one point for that. Now, you also thought that Merlin would be comic relief. Not really. He wasn't. He was pretty much played entirely straight. He was one of the only characters in the movie who was done that way as well, <laughs> which was really strange. There was a lot of opportunity for comedy there. Yeah, there was. But yeah, I guess they were like, oh, we've got to get on with it. We can't, we can't dwell here. <laughs> Let's dwell in other places. <laughs> now, you said that Hellboy would be the only one who can pull the sword from the stone. That's two points because that's entirely correct. Uh, you also thought that at this point, Lord Adam would betray everybody, killing Merlin and trapping everyone else in the cave because he's working with Nimue the entire time. Now, I actually gave you half a point because, of course, we know that Lord Adam betrayed Hellboy because he... That's right, he did. He didn't want to see Hellboy become the King of England. But yeah, he doesn't trap everyone in a cave. He doesn't kill Merlin. But yeah, you're on the right track. So half a point. Now you said at this point, you don't explain how they get out of the cave, but you said they go back to London. I he guess punches his way. Yeah, out. I guess Hellboy just punched the rock and it rolled out of the way like Jesus on the third day. <laughs> but yeah, they go back to London and London has gone to hell. This is where I describe that it's just like the end of Life Force, which it was. It was almost identical to that movie. You said that there'd be demons and monsters running amok everywhere. The ground is gaping open and there are people running for their lives. I actually could only give you a point for that. Even though you were dead on, I only gave you a point because that was all in the trailer. Okay, fair enough. You said that Trevor Broom would be injured in the battle but won't die. We were both wrong Yeah, we were both wrong. We thought he was to survive and then we realised afterwards that he died in the first movie. Yeah, he died in the original Hellboy movie even though I said, oh, there's no way that they could kill him off. He's like a beloved character. But yeah, he was killed off in the first Hellboy movie and then was dead in the second one. So yeah, couldn't give you any points there. You said that at this point, Broom would tell Hellboy that he loves him. He doesn't. And he'll, no, wait, wait for it. And Hellboy will realize that Broom was the father figure he truly wanted the whole time. I gave you two points because if you remember. Oh, he does, doesn't he? The he says, I love you, spirit, Hellboy. Yeah, the spirit of Broom comes out of Alice's mouth because presumably she goes down and touches his dead body and, and like. She turns herself inside out and all yeah, the organs form, form to be. Broom, but broom. yeah. Broom specifically says that he loves Hellboy. Yes. You know, he was the father figure that he always wanted. So you were dead on the money there. Oh my God. Well, Broom was dead. You said he was alive. (laughs) But yes, aside from that, dead on the money. You next said that Hellboy would be killed by Nimue and then he'd reemerge from hell with his horns and his fire crown and his sword, our favorite image from the trailer. But no, he's not killed. He actually just goes into the ground and happens to come across King Arthur's sword, which which is there. there conveniently enough because she knew it was there and was just like, look at the sword isn't that interesting <laughs> he, he grabs it I don't understand that bit at all just, well I guess that's why she was there to get the sword yeah but maybe because he does emerge from the ground at this point in the movie with the sword with the horns with the fire crown I gave you half a point because you were kind of on the right track but no he doesn't die now, you said that in this new form with the horns that Hellboy is able to crush Nimue. Yes, he almost physically does crush her. Well, he cuts her head off and... Defeats he, her. Slays her. Like, throws her down to hell. So That's I, right. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, so I guess that, in a sense, is crushing her. So, yeah, two points. Now, you said that everything in London returns to normal after the battle and all the monsters disappear. 
That is what happens. So once Hellboy grasps the sword, that's what actually causes the monsters to appear. The ones that aren't associated with Nimue already. But yeah, as soon as he like relinquishes the sword and casts Nimue back to hell, they all just like, poof, disappear. Disappear, except for the guy that got torn into pieces. and Yeah, all the people no. that get killed, I think they just splattered all over the ground. Yeah. They're, they're still dead. But just everyone just, you know, goes back to their normal lives. Exactly. Why didn't daddy come home? <laughs> You said that Broom, at this point, would offer Hellboy a position, a full-time position in the BPRD. It's like, come on, you had fun, didn't you? Come join us at the BPRD. <laughs> but Hellboy would be like, no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Of course, that doesn't happen. He's, he's still, already a part of yeah, it. he's already a part of it. And Trevor is dead. And- <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, there's no conversation like yes. that. So the movie ends... Unless he comes back as like a guts ghost yeah. to be like, are you interested in joining the BPRD full-time? Well, if only he did, because then the movie could have ended like you thought with narration by Trevor Broom, which sets up a sequel. Now, that didn't happen. He was dead. There was no narration. But I did give you half a point because during the credits, they do set up a sequel. So first of all, we see Abe Sapien. They come across Abe Sapien in a tank. Well, we don't see him. We see his hand and we see the name. Yeah. But that's clearly setting up further adventures, I guess, involving Abe Sapien because he kind of needs to be there. But something we missed, and I actually went back recently and rewatched it. Oh, really? Was at the very end of the credits. Oh, I haven't seen this. They reintroduced Baba Yaga, so she wasn't a completely useless character after really? all. They reintroduced Baba Yaga, who's speaking to a mysterious person, sending them off to defeat Hellboy once and for all. So they're sending up whoever this mysterious person is. They don't reveal who it is at all, or make any real hints. Maybe it's the bad guy from the first movie. I don't think so, since that was Rasputin. Okay. Or was it that TikTok cyborg Nazi Yeah, I'm man? thinking of the TikTok cyborg Nazi. No. Well, he was in this movie. He was in yeah, Hellboy he made 2019, but I think they defeated slash arrested him and I, I think we just presume that was a previous adventure he went on. I guess so. Because I know that was the story of the first Hellboy comic series. Okay. But yeah, so they were in a sense setting up a sequel, I guess, involving Baba Yaga and whoever this mysterious person was. Whether we see this sequel or not, I guess, remains to be seen, but it yes. kind of leads a cliffhanger of sorts. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a sequel, to be honest. Yeah, you know. One <laughs> of the critics actually said that this reboot already needs a reboot. <laughs> oh, and no. that kind of stuck with me. No, you know what? Like, I have my own opinions about this movie, but like they did try to, yeah. to do a well, lot. Well, they certainly did. And from what I understand, most of the movie is fan service. So it's yeah. really only for big fans of Hellboy, like people who have read the comic and they know the comics and, you know, but they're able to recognize these characters. would be disappointed if like a character you really looked up, like we're looking forward to only had like this much screen time? I don't know. I don't know. I but maybe, maybe you're you. right. Maybe you're right. Maybe the fans of Hellboy. If you're a fan of Hellboy, let us know. Like yeah, please Maybe do. it's really, you know, satisfying to see all these characters and all these things on the big screen. And if you want to let us know, there's several ways you can contact us. You can find us on Facebook. Mm. Just do a search for Potential Spoilers Podcast. Or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Or you can just leave a comment on this episode's page That's on the right. Podbean site if you listen through that. But you're probably dying to Tell know many my D, points. how many points Tell you got. Tell me my points. I think it was because obvious. for every Us movie, there's got to be one movie where I do all right. And yes. I think this is it for me. So yes. please so give it to me. If you tally up those many, many points that you racked up throughout your prediction, you end up with a total of 37 points. <sighs> Which I think so far is your highest score. Oh, well, you know, what can I say? Just use my prediction powers. Uh, really looked at the trailer, looked at the details. But um, I think this is where you started to come into your own. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Quite like with me, the worst is still yet to yeah, come. We know all that. Definitely. I, think, I think this is the peak of my mountain. I think it's all downhill from here. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Uh, anyway. Well, so who won? Oh, I guess that was, that was me, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was fairly obvious. <laughs> I think you beat me by 21 points. But who's counting? I mean, me, but, you know, 
doesn't really matter. I mean, it does, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. But it does. All right, all right, all right. We know, we know. You should be the best. Okay. <laughs> you did a good job. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so moving on. That wraps up another instalment of actual spoilers. Yes, and potential spoilers. We're pumping through them. Yeah. So it will be a while. It'll be about a month or a little bit longer than a month before we move on to our next actual spoilers instalment, which is Avengers. Right. That's right. Oh, that's going to be our fun. first ever joint yes. prediction. So it's going to be interesting how we cover that. Yeah. And there was a lot of big claims that we made that, <laughs> that weren't in the movie. That may or may not have appeared in the movie. I think we made some big claims that did actually happen. But yeah. yeah, that was a very interesting episode. So please listen to that if you haven't already. But since it's our most popular episode, I can guarantee you already have. But let's talk about what we're going to be predicting next week. Let's do that. This is a movie you've probably never heard of, Maddie D. And if you have, I know you're not going to be excited to be predicting it. And I can guarantee you out there in the audience have probably never heard of this movie either. But it's going to be a movie that everyone's either going to love or more likely everyone's just going to be like, what the hell are they thinking when they made this movie? I love those kind of movies. So next week, we're going to be predicting the plot of The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. With uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. Yes, and Tom I Holland. Know about that. Iron Man Wait, and Spider-Man Tom back Holland? again. Yes. So Mr. Talks to the Animals. So we go from a movie where Tom Holland is talking to a pigeon to Tom Holland, I guess, is an animal being talked to by Robert Downey Jr.'s Dr. Doolittle. Oh, wait, Doolittle. Tom Holland is an animal? I think so. I didn't see him in the trailer. <laughs> wasn't wasn't uh, Eddie Murphy Dr. Doolittle and he was talking yes. to There's Hurley, been a bunch. Who was a bear. And- yeah, there's been a bunch of Dr. Doolittle movies in the past, so I don't think we'll need to revisit any of them. I used to have a lot of the Dr. Doolittle books, but that's a conversation for next week. All right, we'll tackle Dr. Doolittle. So I might have an advantage on you this time. Maybe you I definitely will. need the points after the Hellboy effort. So yeah, join us next week for the voyage of Dr. Doolittle. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Welcome back, Your Majesty. Multipass.